Happy Thirsty Thursday, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. It's your host, Lindsay Moraskin, with the season two finale of Jappy Jaws. It feels so weird to say that out loud. It's like 30 episodes plus came and went so quickly. I'm super stoked for today's finale episode. You all are in for quite the treat, but before we get into it, make sure that you are keeping up with everything Jappy Jaws related on Instagram at Jappy Jaws and on TikTok, Jappy Jaws Podcast. I am going to be extremely, extremely active on both platforms during my break, vacation, intermission between season two and three. So be sure that you are staying up to date on both those platforms, like I said. And also during that time, make sure you are catching up and re-listening if you feel like it to any and all Jappy Jaws episodes from episode one till now, available on all streaming platforms, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Apple, you know the drill, and make sure that you're subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, and turning that notification bell on so you're notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of Jappy Jaws, and especially for when I return in a month and a half or so. I'm glad I said that now because to be quite honest with you all, I don't have a set date, but I want to come back just in time for summer. I feel like hot girl summer is very rapidly approaching. I am enjoying life right now and I'm excited to see how that carries over the summer and I want to keep you all up to date with all my shenanigans and hear other people's shenanigans, get you guys involved. I will be sure to update everyone on the definitive date of when I will be returning to the Jabby Jaws podcast every Thursday. I definitely do need a little bit of a break right now, getting back into the swing of things with going back into an office and just trying to figure out life and, you know, be someone that's not on their toes 24-7 for like a hot second sounds delightful. Like I said, I'm going to be super active. I love interacting with you all. You all seem to have loved award season, love talking about red carpet stuff. It was so great to hear everybody's feedback, opinions, and it was surprising seeing some people's likes and dislikes because it opened my eyes to so much more perspective. So you could definitely expect a lot more of that in the near future. But for now, you know, it's exciting to continue to be on this journey and talk to all these amazing people. And I cannot thank every guest, especially from season two, but Overall, it's been such a joy talking to everybody, learning so much, opening my eyes, your eyes, hearing what you guys have to say about the people I've spoken to. I'm getting like emotional. I don't know why. But truly, I am so excited for what's to come. This is only the beginning and I truly, truly cannot thank you all enough for your support, your feedback. It really does not go unnoticed and I am super, super blessed that I get to do this as my passion project and make it into what it's become. I've grown as a person. I hope all of you have grown with me. And we're not done yet. I ain't leaving. That's what uh, frickin' Jordan Belfort said in Wolf of Wall Street, right? So it's just a little break. No worries. I will be back for season three. Lucky threes, right? Also, since this is a nice little homage episode with two Long Islanders, I want to give another favorite Long Islander of mine, Miss Sam by Sam, Sam Shustek, a little shout out. If you've been listening to Jaws for a while, basically the beginning, you know how much I love Sam and her unique tie-dye, bleach dye, hats, shirts, crews, patches. Seriously, she is a go-to of mine for everything patch related, honestly. For everyone who is graduating and committing to schools, hit her up for all your grad gifts, bed party needs. Be sure to use code JJ10 for 10% off your order. And don't forget to tag me in whatever you get because I love seeing what everyone else gets and it makes me want to buy more from her. So be sure to check out her page, all linked in the episode description below. Now, everybody's favorite part of the Jappy Jaws podcast, it is my drinking game. So for all of you that need a quick little refresher, I like to implement a slight drinking game. Whenever my guest or myself mention a topic, word, or phrase, I'm encouraging you all to drink, you already know the drill, tequila, especially today because my guest is also a tequila girl, if you're over the age of 21, of course. Under 21, some sparkling water. How about that? That seems like it could be doable. But if you don't feel like down in some Patron or Casamigos, feel free to drink water, soda, whatever you got going on for you. But whenever you hear Maddie or myself mention wellness and self-love, a double whammy today, be sure to take a nice little swig of whatever you're sipping on. Speaking of drinking, all of my grads getting ready for summer or going to college, going back to college, moving into apartments, make sure the gift that you give others and to yourself is a deck from my favorite girls, my favorite game, the pregame game. You guys know this is a staple in every pre-post pregame ritual for me. They have been doing such amazing things, upgrading their decks. I'm so proud of them. Be sure to grab any and all of them 
Belmar people, it's almost that time of year. Get them now, any deck, any apparel that you may want. You've seen on their Instagram that Grace O'Malley has rocked it. So many cool people, so why wouldn't you want to be part of the fun? Code JJ10 gets you 10% off as well. Let me know what you get, which deck you love best. Now, I am so excited that Maddie is my last guest of the season. It was a quick turnaround with this episode, but so well worth it. I feel like I have a new best friend. Maddie is one of a kind. She is not your typical influencer. She's real, she's authentic, and she's genuine. She thrives off of self-care and self-love, not only within herself, but with other people. And she genuinely is one of those people where you feel that positive, radiant energy in every room she walks in. I've never met her in person. I felt this way over Zoom, so I can only imagine what it's like in person. And she's a big pizza girl. So we all love a good pizza, especially on Long Island. I know you guys will enjoy our conversation just as much as I did. So without further ado, give some love to Maddie Costantino, a.k.a. Maddie Cospit Life. If I could just say something is that I love New York. I love Long Island. Everybody knows this. Everywhere you go, no matter if it's Long Island or not, you see influencers. When you see them out and about, it's like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so from TikTok or that's so-and-so from Instagram. And I've seen my fair share. But it's ironic. And we were just talking about this before. The current influencer I'm with today is from Long Island. I've never met her, never seen her in person, but somehow I found her through the Moral Hangover podcast, which is a Philly-based podcast, which doesn't really make sense, but that just goes to show you how small the world is. I'm so excited because I am with Maddie Costantino. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. This is Maddie's first podcast feature. How are you feeling? I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many things I always want to say, and I just never have enough time to, so I'm really excited about this. Oh, this is your time to shine, baby. Before we get into it, I wanted to do a quick little icebreaker. This is like my new favorite thing to do with guests and it's like just throw back to freshman year sorority recruitment this is like a long island one so my long islanders are really gonna appreciate this one so i'm giving you a fuck mary kill scenario oh god a little vinny's cold slice a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel and ralph's italian ices oh my gosh okay um fuck vinny's no way i don't know this is so hard yeah fuck vinny's kill bacon egg and cheese and then marry ralph's Mm, interesting okay i'm like thinking about it now i'm like do i love a drunk cold slice more or do i love a hungover bacon egg and cheese more i'm just like such a pizza person so it doesn't even matter cold or not are you a little vinny's fan though because some people are like it's so overrated not huge but like i'm just a pizza person so honestly which is like from new york usually people are so picky with their pizza but to Mm -hmm. me i'm like whatever. (laughs) No, I'm like a sucker for Domino's and everyone's like, you're from New York, like the pizza capital of the world. And you love Domino's. I'm like, come at me one more time. You try it. Pineapple and ham. Don't come for me. It's fire. (laughs) Okay. And now I'm really on a kick right now with red carpet events and like seeing how celebs style themselves. And I know you're really into that stuff too. So if you were at like the Met Gala, an award show, and you're at a table with like five influencers or celebrities, which five do you want to be sitting with? Okay. The first would be Remy Bader. I uh, She actually went to University of Delaware where I went, but I love her. I feel like she is such an icon, especially for like body positivity and all that right now. Aubrey Winters, I'm not sure if you know who that is. She's like a fitness influence. Okay. Do you say celebrities too or mainly just- Yeah, like yeah, in- yeah, celebrities. Uh, Justin Bieber, I'm obsessed with him. Love him. Are you going to the concert? No, I need to get tickets. So I want to go so bad. Taylor Swift, I guess. I love her Ooh, too. Okay. And then- Give me another boy. This is so random. There's this like guy fitness influencer I follow. I think his name's like Marvin Brooks or something. He posts like those very aesthetic like morning routines. And he's like, I feel like he's just the guy version of me. I don't even know where he's from. Wait, are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Okay, is he single? I have no clue. <laughs> okay, well, this is like, you know, like me being like the modern day Jesse Palmer, Caitlin Bristow, doing my own version of The Bachelor, but like fitness edition. Yeah. We can make it happen. That's a fun table. I think I would definitely want to sit with Remy and Justin. I have to look at those other two, but I am, I'm not a Taylor Swift gal. She's not me. I like her. I, I used to like love her, mm-hmm. but I just gotta think of like people at the top of my head too. I'm like, I don't know. I also like freaking, I'm so obsessed with Jacob Elordi. It's not good oh my gosh oh my god yeah (laughs) kick him out kick him out but why don't you introduce yourself tell everyone where you're from what you do and how you kind of got started in social media so hey guys i'm maddie costantino so i'm from long island new york i went to the university of delaware so social media i guess how i got started it's kind of like a full circle moment in a way i started my instagram page 
like my sophomore year of college, but it's changed like so much from when I first made it. But to sum it up quickly, basically, I went to school as a fashion merchandising major, quickly changed to business marketing, and then it kind of just fell into place with like everything I was passionate about. Since like I was a kid, like my childhood friends know this, I was like running around with the camera, like recording things, like singing, dancing. I started getting into fitness my freshman year, and I was just like so insecure and lost in the gym. So I was like, let me start like sharing workouts, even though I probably still didn't know what I was doing. So like girls could see like what to do and not be as lost as I was. So and then just over time, it slowly grew the more I started sharing and just like being more authentic and sharing like my life as a whole and not just like the fitness aspect of it. I love that. And I think something that drew me to your page specifically was that you were very rare. And I think something that is very lost in the fitness community. And we'll talk about this a little later on is that everybody puts on a show. And I feel like when you are following these people and like, you're looking up to their workouts or like what they eat in a day (laughs) or what they do, it gets kind of lost in translation of like what really works for everybody because everybody's body is different. Yeah, exactly. That was like my biggest thing. I think I started showing what like I used to look up to girls to do and I wanted to just do the opposite because I realized like how in my head I was getting and I was like, I need to start sharing what they like shouldn't be doing because fitness isn't like one size fits all. Absolutely. And I love that you say it's not one size fits all because I feel like you have all these people to look up to and then like you end up finding your groove, but then you still kind of feel that like lost in translation point that people are like, I wish I could do it. It's always like the I wish and like they never end up like making that wish come true themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. I even say like, whenever I post something, whether it be a workout or a meal or whatever it is, I'm always like, do what works for you. Just because I mean, this is not me. It's going to give you whatever it is you're looking for. So I want to talk about social media in general. When do you remember like your first like interaction with social media in general? Like what app it was? Was it something in particular that really drew you to wanting to download it? Yeah. So I think I was, I feel like I actually like picture perfectly remember I was like my middle school cafeteria and like Instagram. It was like duck faces and peace signs. Like it was so, (laughs) but yeah, that's when I like first created. And that was like, I actually have like a personal Instagram account, which like so many people don't know. It's just like really followers. Yeah. And then my sophomore year of college is when I made like my fitness page. Okay. So it's like a, so if you had to pick now, what is your favorite app to use for social media for personal and business instagram i feel like i'm the opposite of most like content creators right now a lot of people i feel like i mean maybe started on instagram but blew up on tiktok and like those followers transferred over onto instagram but for me i really started growing on instagram and then tiktok like i'm still trying to get it going but yeah definitely instagram Oh, I've been trying to get mine going for a long time. I feel you. What I love about your page, and I think this is in your TikTok bio and your Instagram bio, is that it's wellness and realness with a side of fashion. Break that down for us. So yeah, they're both like similar, but a little bit different. So I'm still like mainly health and wellness based, like my profile in general, but... I definitely started sharing more and more transforming into like a lifestyle page. And then just like the more real and authentic I am, like, I think that's the biggest thing people do love about my page. And the more open up, the more people just like love that and can relate. So I keep it still like health and wellness based, but I really just love to share anything, whether it's a makeup hack or like restaurant recommendations or like anything at all that could like help anyone or relate to anyone in some way. And I think it's important. Like, I love that you add realness to it because like health and wellness. Yeah, we all hear about that. But like health and wellness isn't always real. I feel like a lot of people end up putting on like this funny little show, if you will, about what that is to them. But like you said, realness and wellness and health and everything and fashion, it looks different on everyone. Yeah, I always say and like I think in college, that's really when I noticed it growing was like, I wasn't just like the salads and green juices, like girl, like fitness girl on Instagram. Like I would fully still like black out on the weekends. I feel like I almost have like a double life when people meet me in person. They're like, especially if I'm at a bar, like I'm very crazy. So it's like, I'm not just like this healthy, like perfect human, like at all. So like you were just saying, you're very extroverted. It seems like you're very outgoing. So when you started your page, was it hard for you to kind of just like put it all out there or were you like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Um, it definitely was hard too. like, even now, like I'll, there's still be things I like second guess posting, but it really was just like 
fitness at first. And then the more I became like, I guess like in love and passionate, like helping others and noticing girls like actually were like DMing me and like whatever it was, I really started to just open up about, yeah, like other parts of my life, like my going out lifestyle or like the good and bad things, quote unquote. But I think really it wasn't until quarantine where I started sharing like a lot, a lot more of my life. So what was it about quarantine that kind of gave you that extra push to, you know, really open up like that extra layer of yours? So it actually was probably my breakup, honestly. So my college boyfriend, like we broke up right before like literally the week before quarantine and God, it was like the worst thing ever. My um, heart for you. I feel that on so many levels. That kind of like ties into like my whole like self-love like journey mm-hmm. and stuff on Instagram. But so basically it was also very blindsided by it, not to get into like detail, but it quite literally like broke me in half. It was like the lowest point of my life. And I think I just started sharing, not like, oh, I just got dumped on Instagram, but like, it's like, hey guys, like I'm not having the best day today and just sharing like more of those vulnerable moments, which I'm honestly surprised looking back now I was able to do when I wasn't in the best place. Like sometimes now I'll like talk about stuff after like I've been through it. And a lot of girls were just like relating, especially quarantine, like everyone was so lost in general on their own. And that's really where I just like started working on myself and like just sharing all that like vulnerability on Instagram. Well, kudos to you because it definitely does take a strong person to share that stuff. Heartbreak is no easy walk in the park. I think a lot of people guys and girls can relate to that because I don't know, it does something to you, but I also feel like in a way, like it was a blessing in disguise for you because even though at the time, like it seemed like it was the end of the world, it gave you the opportunity to be even more of who you are and for other people to relate and see. So what does it mean to you when people are like, you changed my life or like taking your advice? What does that mean to you? It's still like crazy till this day when I'll get messages. Like, this is so weird. I feel like I'm just like an irrelevant human being. And this like young girl, even like older girls sometimes are like, yeah, you changed my life in a way or whether it be like your confidence or their body, anything like that. And I guess it just motivates me more to keep doing what I'm doing. And like something so like silly or stupid that I post, like someone will message me and the fact that it's impacting them is so like, it's like the best feeling, honestly, it sounds like cheesy, but like that really is, I think the more I like had like a passion behind what I was doing and not just like, oh, I want to gain followers or like show myself on Instagram. There's like a reasoning behind it makes it all like worth it. I love that. And like, you can generally tell in your voice and like a lot of you obviously cannot see her, but like the way that she beams and like smiles while talking about it, it just shows there's such a difference between creators that are just doing it to do it. Versus creators that are not only like benefiting from it in like every way, shape and form, but like they feel so much more empowered by the people that they are empowering. But also I think with having a platform, sometimes there is like the negative comments, like people always having something to say. What is your whole take on like cancel culture, being negative online? Dealing with negative comments, like I'll still like take it to heart or like get insecure when I read certain things. I think it was actually on a podcast, Tinks, you know who Tinks is? Yes. I think it was her who said this. She was like, no one that is happier than you or more successful than you will ever hate on you or like basically talk shit behind your back or say anything like that. So that really like sat with me and like anyone that ever comments anything mean or just like says something behind your back that you hear about or anything like that. Honestly, I feel bad for them because they're honestly struggling a lot or like they're Mm -hmm. super insecure and dealing with stuff and they're just taking it out on you or like she had said like anyone that is honestly doing better than you to take the time out of their day like they won't just go and shit on someone basically no absolutely or it's like the 67 year old nancy's that always have something to say what i think a lot of people and especially people that are not our generation because you and i are like the same age is that Mm -hmm. it is so different from when our parents our grandparents even if like you have an older sibling was growing up like it is a completely different world now and i think a lot of people just expect everything to be so routine and it's not exactly yeah Something too that's helped me is like, no matter what you do, like good or bad or whatever you do or don't post, like they've already made up their mind about you. Like since Mm -hmm. day one, when they met you online or in person, like whatever it is they think about you, nothing you do, like say or do to an extent is really going to change like their opinion of you. No, I agree completely. Do you ever, and I think this is something I always ask a lot of content creators because obviously like there's only so much you see online, but it's like what the person chooses to share. Do you ever find it difficult to, you know, balance either like, your work-life balance and what you want to share online versus what you kind of want to keep to yourself. I guess like certain things, like I said earlier, like if I'm like really going through something like, I don't know, personal, I guess, like when it's over with, I'll share it. Or if I'm just like not even in the mood to come online and share it. But most things I am like pretty open with and we'll just share it in the moment. But 
like to an extent I guess if that makes sense things I definitely want to start like I guess sharing more is just like I used to a lot post like during COVID post breakup like just like my bad days or like even bad body image days and like sometimes I'm just like completely forgetting like I have my Instagram to share that on it definitely still is hard sometimes to open up about it but the second I do like I always notice like I'll get messages and it's like helping someone else so I'm like why not so obviously there is fun stuff that comes with being an influencer a content creator working with brands reaching out to other people like yourself what have been some of your favorite opportunities or some people that you've connected with that is really like blown your mind that you've been able to do with your platform so the biggest thing for me was becoming a free people movement creator because I literally have been obsessed with free people since I was like a kid I'd actually apply to like free people themselves. So I was in like high school twice, like didn't get the job, whatever. <laughs> but it's crazy now, like just as my platform's grown, like I've met so many amazing girls. There's like free people creators and then free people movement creators. And we have like monthly meetings and stuff. And I've met so many amazing girls through there. And even just in general through my Instagram, like the friendships I've built, like there's some girls I've never met and like will text or like just message all the time. And like, I think that's the most meaningful thing. But even with brands too, like certain brands I've worked with, it's just been like incredible opportunities. Yeah. What's a dream brand of yours that you want to work with? What are you manifesting? Um, I would have said free people movement, honestly. Um, I mean, like, I hope after this program, like, I'll have, like, a personal partnership eventually with them. Right. But uh, probably Revolve. Like, okay. seeing their trips and their, like, excursions they go on, like, that would be, like, a dream. Like, I want to be Remy's plus one. Like, she always brings her sister. Yeah. I'm like, if Nikki's sick, like, I feel like I'm her friend because, like, I know all this stuff because she shares it. I'm like, if Nikki's sick, like feel free to just shoot me the invite. You're not too far if you're in the Hamptons. It's not terrible. I also saw, because like you get a lot of interaction with brands too when you're tagging them on Instagram. I saw like Lulu, Set Active, like all these amazing brands that everybody spends thousands of dollars and, you know, adores. What is something about tagging those brands or like what advice would you give someone that wants to get into this business to kind of get those brands' attentions like you have? Definitely like I used to just be fitness and I feel like a lot of like micro-influencers or influencers in general always say like have a certain niche but to me mm -hmm. like the more you like branch out like to me like fitness fashion beauty like the more brands that honestly can connect with you and work with you so I would say just posting your regular like lifestyle content honestly like tagging them in it before even like working with them is like my best advice too like there's certain brands so let's say I'll tag them and like every time I use them and like I don't have like a sponsorship or anything like that with them but it shows like you love and still support their like products like you don't need to necessarily have like a partnership with them to support them and I think that's when they even like engage on your posts and stuff too what is something about being a content creator influencer fitness guru that surprised you most once you got into this business? I guess, honestly, how much money you can really make with it, which is okay. like wild to me. And like, I mean, I guess like I'm, I consider myself still like a, a micro influencer, which You're I can't influencer. Imagine. Give yourself more credit. And not even just like the income you can make from it, but just like the opportunities, like meeting, whether it be like the influencer marketing girls that reach out to you through emails that can honestly be become your friend. Just like all of like the friendships and relationships that like come through it, I think it's just like the best part. What is something about it that you're not the biggest fan of? I guess just constantly having to like stay up to date with the trends and constantly feeling like I have to always be on top of it, always posting or like losing engagement. And I used to yeah. not care as about it but now that it's kind of literally like my job and if you want to like grow and like keep everything going like you have to be consistent as like key i'm glad you did that little segue for me so i love your content i love your tiktoks i love your reels i love everything about your page and i think something that keeps people coming and wanting to your page more more traction is the fact that you are consistent you're authentic and it's everything new. How do you stay on top of that? So like a few days a week, I'll honestly just scroll through or like Instagram, TikTok, like reels, like videos are like key right now. Literally just save like trending sounds, like I guess video styles, like those morning routines or whatever I'm like interested in. And I think that's the best thing to stay on top of it. I'll also like certain times plan like content days where I'll literally go somewhere like a coffee shop with my friend and like change my outfit like once or twice. And with brand, the content that's like partnerships, I usually like know in advance so I can plan in advance. Also like good advice is to just take a break like when you need it like I've reached like burnout periods where I'm like putting stuff out and if I'm not like happy or certain like or like passionate about something like I don't want to share that because like I feel like you can see it through like a photo or a video like you can read someone's like energy through a screen mm -hmm. basically I agree I agree I want to talk more about fitness and wellness because it's really how you got started in all of this what mm -hmm. kick-started your fitness journey I know you were talking about 
going to the gym as a freshman in college, not having any idea, but what got you to go to the gym? So really just freshman year of college, I honestly was scared of getting the freshman 15 and like everyone was talking about that. I was always like athletic in high school. I played a bunch of sports, but I was never like really in shape. I kind of was just like, doing like random stuff in the gym like all of freshman year and that's when I started following all these like fitness and health influencers on Instagram once I kind of got into the swing of things is when like my sophomore year I created my page because I noticed like I was getting like too obsessed with like being like perfectly healthy and like you can't eat this and you can't drink and you can't do that like all those like can'ts and like cutting out of things I hated so I wanted to share what like I learned through my journey in a way that could help girls like skip that like terrible like mentally draining part of it and then I really just started like falling in love with fitness even like as I created my page too who are some fitness influencers that kind of helped you figure out what a kettlebell and a dumbbell are and all that fun stuff. It's funny because a lot of people ask me that question. I honestly can't remember any specific like fitness influencers, like weight training, like that, like style that like really got me into everything. I definitely fought a lot of like gym shark girls and that was like yeah. really big. But I think I more so learned like who not to follow and what I didn't like. Like that's what I remember more so than like the girls that like helped me and like gave good advice. Because mm-hmm. when I feel like that's when like Instagram and like fitness influencers was really blowing up. And it was just such like a toxic thing at the time. Like now I feel like so many girls really are putting out like intuitive eating and like doing workouts that make you feel good. That's what I remember more. So like certain people that like, I just didn't want to follow that like putting out like bad stuff basically. It's so funny that you mentioned the Gymshark thing, because I feel like that kickstarts, especially for girls. I don't know about guys, but for me personally, like I always ended up following all the Gymshark athletes and I was like, I love them. And like would only order from Gymshark. And I feel like in a way Gymshark And this is like credit to them because I still do love some of their stuff. But I feel like in a way, Gymshark was kind of like that beginning part of a lot of people getting into the gym and like girls wanting to get into fitness because everyone was like, ooh, that's cute. And Whitney Simmons is wearing it. Let's go and like try what they're doing. And I think it was a good marketing tactic on their end. But then once I think people actually learn about working out and learning about their bodies, it's like, oh, it's more than just. Gymshark. There's other brands, other athletes that can help you. And like you said, like the people that are like, if it's making you feel good, that's what you should do rather than like, oh, do this type of back and shoulder workout and then you'll feel fine. Yeah, exactly. But what are some of your favorite gym brands? Um, Free People Movement, obviously, of course. Um, Splits 59. Not a lot of people know about them. They're like a part of, if you've heard of Bandier, which is where I used to shop a lot. They have like multiple brands within them. Set active, definitely. And honestly, Amazon ordering a lot of sets from Amazon and they're like dupes of like Lululemon and set active. And I've been loving them. I need to get on that wave. I've ordered like two pairs of leggings and I love them. I've also become like very obsessed with athlete and I think it is completely worth the hype. So they're having a drop soon. I want to gatekeep one that is because I want to be able to get what I want. (laughs) Uh, With fitness, though, what have you learned about your body? Well, number one, that it's constantly changing. Um, Like, I think that's a thing girls like do a lot now is like compared to their past selves. And it's like, you're never going to look like you did when you were 15 or fit into those like same jeans you did when you had those like stick figure legs. So I've definitely learned that like, even over time sticking with certain workouts, like for me, I'm a huge runner. I love distance. And it honestly isn't the best workout maybe if you're looking for like an aesthetic like toned body but to me I just still do it because I love it but I've learned the more I really just listen to like it sounds like cheesy but everyone says like listen to your body and eat when you want to eat and eat the food you want to eat the less stress I put on it and like the better I look honestly like I used to stress so much about what I looked like that the stress itself like literally actually like makes you gain weight in a way mm-hmm. and like you hold on to like the stress along with like water weight or actual weight in general So I've learned to honestly just try and not focus so much on what I look like. And I've honestly, I'm probably in like the best shape I've been in so long. Well, congratulations. That's great for you. And it's good things to look forward to. What is something that has been your end goal within the fitness community? I think definitely just sharing that whole like self-love message that I do on Instagram and that at the end of the day, okay, yeah, we all want to look amazing and great, Mm -hmm. but there's so much more to life than like your body and the way you look. And it's so hard even for me to say that. And then like going on Instagram and constantly being showing myself. But I think like even through a breakup, that's really where like I grew and learned so much like about myself because like you don't have to go through something traumatic or like a heartbreak to learn Mm -hmm. to love yourself. But for me, I was just at such a low point. And that's where I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. And so hard on myself. And now looking back, it's like, you don't need to look a certain way 
to love yourself or for someone else to love you. And that's just something I really hope and like want like my community to see and like evenly as I grow, like share with more girls. For sure. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think you kind of touched on this. It's always like, why am I not pretty enough? Why am I not good enough? It's like we blame ourselves before like blaming a situation or even a person for that matter. It's like, what did I do wrong? Or like, what could I do to make that change? But at the end of the day, like you said, if you're feeling 110% within and like that's going to radiate way more than like you going because you feel like you have to. And it's not where it's as genuine because I do agree with you completely. I think when you look forward to working out, look forward to the next drunk slice of little Vinny's, that's when you feel and look your best because otherwise you're kind of setting, I don't, this sounds harsh, but like you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment and failure because you're expecting something that you're really not letting happen. Yeah. And like, I've seen like a quote, I'm sure like you've heard of it or a lot of girls have, like, you don't want to get to the end of your life. Like you're not going to be laying on your deathbed and be like, oh, I wish I didn't eat that piece of cake. Like yeah. no one's fucking care. Remember, like no one's looking and criticizing your body as hard as you are like in your own head. I always say to people, I'm like, if like, it's something stressful about work or like something that really won't matter. I'm like, it's not going to say on your tombstone, like so-and-so this is like your life's worth. No, you made much more of an impact. What you're doing is impacting like you and like, you should focus on you, not what's going to happen around you, you know? Exactly. No, I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. What are some common misconceptions you think people have about the gym and working out and creating that healthy relationship? I think there's so many like fads and like myths on like Instagram and TikTok that like People will see one thing and like run with it. Like, for example, I feel like that whole apple cider vinegar thing. And even I did that. Like you take a <laughs> shot, you lose belly fat. Like, so things like that. I feel like a lot of girls or anyone in general think like the way to getting abs is doing ab workouts. And it's just not. It's honestly just like lowering your body fat percentage. And like, honestly, like full body movements are the best thing to get like abs. But yeah, I think it's just like certain workouts or certain like foods and pills that people will like see and hear about and they like go viral and like someone thinks that's the cure to like getting the best body. So tying it back to social media, do you think it's a blessing and a curse that TikTok has had such an impact on people? Because I feel like a lot of people, especially in quarantine and now still look to TikTok for all these quick fixes for that type of stuff, like the apple cider vinegar and everything like that. Yeah, definitely a blessing and a curse. Cause yeah, like there's so many things that people do share and they are like green. There's so many benefits for you, but that's not the thing that's going to like fix you or be a quick fix. So it just depends like who you follow in general. I always say this on my page, like anyone that's like just making your mental health worse in a way or you know like isn't good for you just like unfollow or unsubscribe social media can be good and so helpful in so many ways it's just where you're placing your attention absolutely with that comes wellness and like mental health you really like you said before have turned it into more of a lifestyle thing encouraging so many other people to love themselves and their own skin what is something like you were talking about your breakup but what is something else that like helped you push like self-love so Obviously, definitely the breakup, but I think even just being alone, like for me during like both of my past relationships, I was always working on myself when I was with that person. So when I wasn't with them, I was like, what more could I possibly do? There was obviously so much more. I feel like you don't realize until like you're fully alone and not necessarily meaning being single, but like just how much there is to really work on yourself. And I feel like our generation, and it's not bad, like we all these phases, but I feel like a lot of my friends even recently that I've been talking to, it's either like they're working out they're blacking out or like they're trying to get with boys like yeah what are they, like blacking out and boys there's like no in between there's so many other things in life like passions and hobbies and I always try and say like even when my friends are like obsessing over boys I'm like let's just say you go on the state of the sky okay great maybe he's the one for you what are you going to talk about if there's nothing else like you mm-hmm. do and obsess over besides like drinking and boys and there's like no problem with that to an extent like that's life. But um, I feel like I just listened to like podcasts, like literally even right now as we're talking, like if I could help or me or you could help like one person or like right. a bunch of girls. Like I learned so much from podcasts and just working out, like whatever it may be, I feel like people think it needs to be like this big like obsession, like with working out or something, but it could be drawing. It could literally be like listening to music. Like that could be like mm-hmm. your third thing. Like there's all these like outlets that I feel like I realized when I was finally learning to love myself and other ways to just be happy with myself by myself. If that makes sense. I literally could not have said that better myself because like that's literally me at the moment. Not that like I was ever that person, but I feel like I always was surrounding myself with people like that. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap. And then you finally get to that one place where you're like, that's not what I want to do. Like 
I would much rather, and I've been preaching this so much more recently on the podcast, is like living in the moment and being so present where like, if you're out at a bar and like you're going out to, you know, drink, have fun, great. But like when you're there to have fun and you're not on the prowl to get blackout, like drink as much as you want, but like, and get drunk. Like, I'm not saying not do that where you're feeling good. And like, you're not making yourself so ridiculously hungover, anxiety and sick the next day, that night, not hunting for like your next piece of meat, your Saturday night boyfriend. I (laughs) think you're having so much more fun. And I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy going out in the city so much more than going out on Long Island now and agree or disagree with me. That's a lot of people's motive on the island, even in the city. Like, I'm not just saying that, but like, I think a lot of people, loneliness is also like as ugly as being with someone when you're settling. You're playing with like a double-edged sword because when you're settling, you're still just as lonely when you're not with anyone. And when you find that like happy medium, like, oh, great. Like there is a guy, maybe something will happen. Who knows if it's just night great whatever like when you find that happy medium and you're like I love doing this for myself I'm having fun it makes so much more of a difference it really does no I totally agree with that even like the whole like Long Island and the city part I feel like one besides a lot of people uh like living on Long Island or either still in college or living at home whatever but some of my friends like we've all been there but like they're like going out on a mission to get with a boy and they're not just like I, I just want to go on a fun with my girls like me too <laughs> it happens but like and that a lot of times when you're not setting these expectations that is when something happens mm-hmm. but like just the mindset I feel like of men or people in general in the city like they're just so much more mature just like happy with themselves where you can go out and like exactly want to get drunk and want to get with someone whatever there's nothing wrong with that if you're like on a mission that's all you care about like you can just tell from your energy a lot of times if you're not happy with yourself you're not gonna vibe with someone even as well if that makes sense no i agree i think you should set expectations but i think you should set an expectation for yourself because when you set it for what's around you whether that's like people or like a place expectations is also disappointment sometimes and I think a lot of people get that very confused especially when it comes to like going out having a nightlife and also like we are still kind of I don't know what to say anymore in a pandemic like we're more recently getting back to normal so I feel like so many people also feel like they missed out on so much time because we were locked up. We couldn't do much. Nothing was open for us to, you know, dance and grind and like shove our tongues down people's throats and down yeah. shots up the wazoo. So people are like catching up with that time. But at the same time, you also have to appreciate that. Like we have it back. Exactly. No, I totally agree with that. And I think kind of like you even said before, like there's nothing more like lonely than like being in a room full of people and like mm-hmm not loving yourself or not being happy with yourself because I've definitely been there and like it's like are you really going out and like getting super drunk because like you're having a blast and you're with your girls or are you really just like suppressing your feelings honestly and you're not happy with yourself and we've all been there and like that's totally fine like all those moments but it's so much more enjoyable when like you're content with what you're doing during the day and the weeks mm-hmm. and then going out and, like celebrating life in a way rather than just like you're on a hunt to like make yourself feel better absolutely period I love that So with the whole topic of self-love, what does self-love look like to you? How do you practice it? I guess there are a bunch of things. The first obviously be like working out and like some days that literally could just be a walk for me. Like if I'm just not in the mood, I'll go on my walk, listen to music, listen to a podcast, obsessed with podcasts. That's why I was so excited to come on. (laughs) I'm glad. Journaling and like meditating. I honestly really just got into this year and like sometimes I have to like force myself to do it. And I feel like a misconception too with meditating is like you have to sit like crisscross applesauce, <laughs> close your eyes, light a candle, um. like it's like and ignore all your thoughts. And like I am an overthinker, like I'm never like shut my brain off. But after listening to a podcast, like it really is just about letting those th- like actually letting those thoughts in and like sitting with your thoughts. So I've been super into that and like journaling and it actually like helps so much. Like even on your best day or your worst day, just like pouring out your feelings or like your goals for the week and the day, whatever it is, like really helps. Do you ever, cause I know I do this when I journal, cause I also got into journaling more so this year. I used to do it all the time when I was younger. It's so interesting. Cause like I had COVID back in December. So like all I could do is like, look at the four walls in my room and I guess I got to clean. So like, I was finding all these like little journals and like stories. I'm like, wow, like I really like loved it. Then why am I still not doing it? 
now before bed or like early in the morning, I'll journal, I'll write down stuff. And it doesn't even have to be like super in depth. Like it could be a bullet point, but it makes a world of difference. But even on those days, like you were saying, like there have been times where I'm like hysterically crying and I'm like, okay, I got a journal. It's okay. And then it makes you feel, it's like a relief. It's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. When you write things out or you say it out loud, it kind of like puts it into a different like perspective. And almost yeah. Like yeah. And it sounds so simple. Like mm-hmm. even sometimes walking out the door and going on a 20 minute walk, like around your block or like leaving your apartment wherever you live. Like it like, I'll, I'll like say, oh, I'm going to journal tomorrow. I'm going to journal tomorrow. And then I just don't freaking do it. And the second I do it, I feel so good. So I'm like, why the fuck can't I just do this? To do lists are another like great thing. It's just so satisfying to check them off. Also, I always say to people like, I guess this is even like an act of like self-care. Cleaning like your space in your environment. And that could literally be like your bedroom, your kitchen, or like literally even me for like my inbox, like my messages, my camera, especially if you're like a content creator, just like anyone in the social media industry. Like it really does like clearing your space clears your head and helps so much. I love that. Self-love and self-care. Do you ever think that people overdo it? Because I think so many people are kind of like, I don't want to say bitter, but some people don't understand to the extent that they're like, people are shoving this like self-care, self-love down my throat that like it's taking away from what it means. What is your whole take on that? Yes. I like love that actually. That's like a really good point because it is so true. I feel like there's also like that whole that girl and it girl thing right now. And even like I post those like trends and like point of view and all that Hot stuff. Hot girl summer. I think like sometimes like self-care could literally be like going to bed early or like sitting in your bed and crying. And it sounds like silly, like, oh, you're miserable. That's like upsetting. Like, how is that self-love, self-care? But it's whatever it means for you, like in that moment, like it could be going out and getting ice cream with your friend or like I just said, like sitting in your bed and letting your feelings out or just doing nothing. Some people I feel like work too much or work out too much or just some constantly working on themselves, like Mm -hmm. reaching that burnout point where self-care is like sitting still like doing nothing and just relaxing and it could be like a toxic thing like how people are pushing it so so much and you almost feel like wrong for not being like that girl that is just waking up and making their bed and doing the podcast and routines and like all those things I think definitely it's empowering hearing like it doesn't have to be every day like you could do one little act of service for yourself I think it's important to know like you said it's not just because like people want to be there and be like you have to have to do this like you have to do it because you want to do it and I think that's like a huge difference there's a difference between wanting needing and doing and I think a lot of people get that confused yeah definitely that's a really good point sometimes I'm like I don't want to love myself and like my friends are like we need to stop being so negative I just feel like shit and like yeah you can express it but like where you really just like want to sulk do you ever feel guilty for sulking yeah no I, de- I definitely do or I know I'll feel like oh I'm not doing enough or like I should be sharing something or even just to myself not on social media when I have those days and sometimes it's like I'm gonna sit in my bed like eat a pint of ice cream watch tv and like literally do nothing and other days where I know it's like I know I'm gonna feel so much better if I just go on a quick little run and not because it's like whether it's a mentally a bad day or just like a bad body image day honestly work, working out really does release those endorphins or just like going on a walk or something will help but there are definitely I saw those days where I'm like super insecure and in my head and like feeling guilty for feeling guilty in a way too like oh I shouldn't be feeling like this and like it's totally normal it's totally okay unless right now you're currently going through something but if you've gone through something in the past whatever it may be like family issues a breakup a friendship breakup like anything I always look back and I'm like look how much I've grown from when like I was like super insecure or went through this like issue or whatever it is and just always like write down simple things too that you're like grateful for like gratitude that goes with like journaling but definitely on like my bad days just thinking of a few things you're grateful for and it sounds silly but like really helps too do you have a journal you recommend or do you kind of just do it on a whim I have the five minute journal that I got I think it's from like urban they have it on amazon and stuff yeah it's like you write three things you're grateful for, your intentions for the day, an affirmation, and then at the end of the day, like what happened or like what went well or like how can you work on the next day? And I'm obsessed with it. I love that so much. I love that. So like I love brown chicken fry. This can sound so ridiculous, but I think her always saying like nothing really matters helps people. Like I'm sure like you said before, you're an overthinker as well. For people that are overthinkers and like try to like think ahead 10 times, that like really resonates at the end of the day nothing really does matter as long as like you're putting yourself first and like I just made a TikTok about this like I feel like for such a long time I was such a people pleaser the second I stopped being a people pleaser and like wanting to do things because like I felt bad or I was empathetic like not saying that I'm still not but I like took a step back and I was like this isn't benefiting me nothing really matters unless I'm happy and like the people I care about are all content then 
that's it. That's how life is supposed to be. Do you agree that sometimes really nothing matters? Yes. I I totally agree with that. I love that. I think it really just, even just saying it out loud, whether you like believe it or not, sometimes just lets you think like, kind of like that saying, it's like, we're all just living on a floating rock. Like it's real, like literally nothing matters. And like, no one's going to remember like whatever it is you're saying or doing or look like. No one notices these things as much as you do. And like, just like you said, I've been like that a lot too, where like, I was such a people pleaser for so long and like just constantly saying yes to everything and everyone and feeling like guilty if I didn't do something for someone else, even if I had so much going on. And that goes with too, like self-care isn't selfish by not being a people pleaser. I'm like, am I being selfish? Like I should be doing this. You're not like sometimes the most selfless thing you could do is take care of yourself because I'm like listing all these sayings today. Or from an empty cup is like the best thing ever. And it's so true. Like if you're giving, giving to all these people and giving all your energy, you're not going to be able to give like back to the people that you really want. Like if your friend's going through something, you can't wholeheartedly be there for her. if like you're so drained and burnt out. I agree completely. And I think it is important to have those days you're feeling up. And even if it's a day where you're sulking, but like that also can get you back in check and be like, okay, like I had my moment. I'm good. I charge myself up. My battery's good to go. We're off to the races yet again. Like we'll take it day by day. Yes. Yeah. What's your Zodiac sign? Uh, Gemini. Do you think that like being a Gemini plays into your personality? Because I feel like you're very outgoing, positive. And I feel like sometimes people either like associate that with their Zodiac sign. Do you think you do that or no? Yeah, um, I'm not honestly like super into Zodiac signs. I definitely know mine. Yeah, I feel like that whole like creative entrepreneurish like lifestyle, I guess, so to say about I've been like, since I was a kid, I was like, well, actually, I was the opposite as a kid. I was like, super, super shy, which like, I feel like no one knows that. But I was really not leave my mom's like hip like I was up until like even high school honestly I was so so shy I think it wasn't really until I got into like sports and even just like the whole going out lifestyle and I turned into like a party girl I feel like I definitely make sense I really don't know much about like even like Gemini's like the whole Zodiac thing like people try to say like Gemini's are two-faced but I think it depends like on the person truly like yes it does go back to that in my opinion it's also being able to adjust to a room like I think a lot of Gemini's like adjust who they are not in a bad way but in a way where it's like they know their audience which I think is great especially if you're an influencer and if you're in like the content creation world because like you know how to separate like personal versus like your online presence kind of combine them together I love Gemini's I've always lived with the Gemini in college my best friend from college my roommate is a Gemini so I don't have anything against them really (laughs) <laughs> it actually makes a lot of sense now that you explain that because like I feel like in real life and on social media I'm just like very good at like reading people in a way so whether I'm giving someone advice or just like talking to someone I'll always just like try and relate to them in a certain way so they can like understand where I'm coming from so what is up next for you Maddie what can your followers your audience and people that are new to follow you looking forward to in the future so I definitely want to like start not like growing on TikTok, but posting even more on TikTok, a lot more of like talking videos, kind of like just how we are right now and like conversational things, mm-hmm. which I've just always been like super creative and aesthetic to love like those like fast clip reels and all that. But I want to start doing just like normal steady, like talking videos and sharing a lot of that about like self-love or like things I'm going through and opening up more like that to like, I guess kind of grow that whole like self-love club community in a way. So if you had a, besides self-love and like the other sayings you give, if you had to give yourself your page a motto it's tough um I mean you gave great ones but like I want to challenge you I guess I mean I guess it could kind of go with like self-love in a way but like stay true to yourself anything in life is the biggest thing because like at the end of the day I mean one people will be able to tell if like you're just not being real and authentic to yourself but I feel like a lot even in college whether it was like decisions I was making or like things I was saying like I was being a people pleaser and like oh, like, I really love this. Or I really want to do this. But it's like, that's not what I really want to do. And I feel like at the end of the day, that's how you'll be like happiest like, in, life in general is like really staying true to yourself and doing what you want. I also think that you have to stop looking for yourself and other people because I think then you expect too much. And then when you open your eyes that like little bit more and you kind of get rid of that like tunnel vision and you see people in like different lights, you're like, wow, like this, this is a lot more like beneficial for me than like looking for more people that have like every quality that I like insist that they have. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, it was such a pleasure having you. We will definitely have to meet up on the island, but let everyone know your post-grad doozy. I guess you kind of already gave one, but you know, something that you've learned since being a college grad that 
people can take away for the future college grads in like what a month or so? I didn't really touch on this exactly, but so I feel like a lot of people think my full-time job is just like um, a content creator from my own Instagram, but I do work in an advertising agency, uh-huh. um, but just running three other like social media accounts. Um, but anyways, I worked a corporate job for a few months and I feel like I skipped over this whole part, but I worked a corporate job for a few months that I was looking for, for like so long. I like knew what I wanted to do, but like getting a social media job was just like so hard. So my point would be like, don't settle like for anything in life, whether it's friendships, relationships, like a career. Cause I feel like for so long, like I was, or a lot of people in general, just like get lazy or either just quit. And they're like, Oh, I'm not good enough for this. Or I don't deserve this. Or just not going to come And Like we settle for so many things in life. And even if you're out of job right now and like, you don't like it or you don't love it. Like if you're in your twenties or even a little old, like it doesn't matter. Like you are so young. There's so much more to life. So don't settle, like keep pushing through and like whatever it is you're going through, I promise you it gets better. And I, yeah, I guess that's like my best advice right now. Amen. I, that was probably my favorite post-grad juicy in a very, very long time. Why don't you let everyone know where they can continue to follow your journey online? Yeah. So um, my Instagram and TikTok are both at MediCosFilla. And it'll also be linked in the episode description below. We'll have to get a cold slice soon, but thank you so much for coming on. It was so much fun having you. Of course. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. What a way to end season two of the Jappy Jaws podcast. I want to thank Maddie once again for coming on, being so open, honest, real, and continuing to push that on her platform. Please, please, please go follow her. She is making such a change in the world, and I know that her page is going to continue to grow, inspire, and thrive. I absolutely loved her, but my jars, my family, my people. I love you all so dearly. That is it for today's episode. It's going to be a little bit till you hear a new episode from me, but be sure to stay up to date on all social media platforms. Instagram, Jappy Jaws, TikTok, Jappy Jaws Podcast, linked in the episode description below. I'll be talking on there. I'll be putting all my fun little polls and letting you guys know when I'm coming back. If you really, really, really miss like episode after episode, like I said earlier, be sure to check it all out on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it. And make sure that you're subscribing, reviewing, rating, and turning that notification bell on so you are notified when I'm coming back hot and heavy and better than ever. Like I said earlier, and I can't reiterate it enough on every episode, but especially today, I am so beyond thankful for all of you. I'm so thankful for all the support, love, suggestions, feedback, everything. It truly means the world and more. Jappy Jaws is my baby. It is always going to be my baby. We're going to continue to thrive. We're going to continue having insane people on, insane conversations. And who knows what's to say is going to happen in the future. So I am so thankful that you all are on this ride with me. I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. I love you all. Have a great rest of your spring. To all the graduates, congratulations. I am so happy and excited for this next chapter for you. And thank you again. I literally can't stop saying thank you. This has been one of the most amazing seasons. Obviously, it's only a second, but you know what I mean? It's been such an incredible experience this past, like, what is it, like seven months, six months, five months? I can't do math, but you know what I'm saying? It's been an incredible journey, and I'm so excited to continue it. I love you all, and I will see you in the very near future, specifically on Thursdays. Bye.